Welcome to season three, episode 15 of the Goldmine Podcast. In this episode, we're continuing the Content That Converts series. I'm going to be sharing a Facebook Live that I did yesterday on a beautiful 30-minute walk, and I answered three questions that you guys asked me specifically about content and sales. The first question I'm answering is, how do I be unique? The second question I'm answering is, how do I repel people who can't afford me without sounding like an asshole? And the third question that I'm covering is a question that I get more than you think is how can I be confident on camera? So I cover these three questions on my walk. I just got a beautiful new microphone that helps me be able to walk and talk to you guys without having the wind get in the way. So you might hear some cars in the background for a couple of minutes. I'm going to do the best to edit the sound so it is pleasing to your ears. The information in this podcast is crucial if you've ever asked yourself or somebody else any one of those questions. And if you're downloading this today, which is Thursday the 14th, um, it's going to be up just before 1.30. You have just about an hour and a half before we start the Soul Speak Masterclass. I'm so excited about it. It's from 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and I'm going to go over all things content that converts. I'm going to go over somatic practices. I'm going to go over how to tap into your own confidence. I'm going to go over how to access your soul frequency and the strategy, all the things. So I hope you can make it. I hope to see you there. Let's get into this podcast. Welcome to the Goldmine Podcast. I'm Shauna Kathleen, and I'm your host. If you're committed to creating your life and building the vision, come with me. I was going to go for a walk in this development that's that way, but I think I'm going to go in here and explore around the woods a little bit. I feel like the sound will be better anyways without traffic. I get people all the time asking me how I show up the way that I do. Plus, I've been getting clients that are excited and ready ready to pay for years, and so I've been teaching this to people. So if you really have any questions, please don't hesitate to put it in the comments because content is one of those things that everybody knows is important and that kind of can scare a lot of people and they, they get confused and they don't understand how to write it or if they should follow strategy or when they should do it or how to sell in it and how to make content that convert, converts really without wasting a bunch of time. Let's answer the first question. How can I be unique? First of all, it's like, okay, why do we wanna be unique? Well, we want to be unique so we stand out. We want to be unique so we can stand out. And when we stand out, we really feel like we're leading. If you ask me, that's the answer. And being unique in your content is really important because cookie cutter content creators are fucking everywhere. Like copy and paste content creators who aren't actually leading thought. And I think this is where people who are asking this question are finally realize that they want to lead people's thoughts. They want to be a thought leader. I'm climbing trees back here. Oh, I'm not going to go back there. It's muddy. 
they want to be a thought leader and thought leaders are unique and thought leaders change the game they change the world they get results so um, if you want to be unique in your content you get to learn how to feel safe in your own soul self-expression and this is one of the main reasons I even I'm hosting Soul Speak and, and I'm hosting the Soul Speak Challenge in the first place is because we can learn the strategy all day and we can cookie cut the strategy and copy and paste the strategy but until we learn how to let our soul speak through we will not be unique I think it's really interesting because I did a podcast recently on soul frequencies and talked about how we are all just different instruments and tones in the orchestra of life and I think that we get scared to present our differences and to present our uniqueness because it's different and different can feel bad so when you can get really confident and have the tools to express your truth and to express from your soul like how much different would it feel if you if you felt like you could just say what the fuck was on your mind how much easier would content be if you weren't trying to fit yourself into a box? Like that's a soul frequency. That's content that is unique. That's content that is magnetic. And the more that you can find where you're unique and the more you start to share that message, the more you're going to see that people love it. They love it. They love, at least people in my community, they love the leading edge it's what people crave that's what the people want to know that they're on that leading edge so as far as answering the question how can I be unique it's going to be really learning how to get access to your own inner knowing and get access to your own soul's expression and that sounds really ethereal that sounds really untouchable and it's not it's practices of just dropping into the body and really asking yourself like what do what do I want to say what do I want to say what do I want them to hear if I could tell them one thing what would it be like if nothing was wrong if nobody was gonna hate me if nobody was gonna be mad at me what would I say and then you're gonna find your unique message from there and learning those body somatic practices to, to drop you into a grounded state of safety is really going to support you in self-expressing because when as coaches and healers, when we're expressing just to make a buck, when we're expressing because it sounds fun to have a business and it sounds fun to make money being a leader, then we're just going to follow the strategy without our own without our own zest into it and without our own flavor. So learning those grounding internal practices and you're going to learn if you come to the masterclass tomorrow, you're going to like we're doing somatic practices. That's been my work since the beginning. If you come to that masterclass, you will see how when you drop into your body and start to explore, you find your uniqueness. And the interesting thing is when we start to communicate through our unique expression and our unique thoughts and our own like worldviews and philosophies we start to see how all other leaders who are different than us like we're all the same it's this really interesting thing that happens because you see everybody's just 
Everybody who is wildly successful in a soul-led business is just being themselves. And then you stop judging other people and then you stop judging other leaders or how other people are doing things because you realize that we are all here in order to expand in minutely different ways, maybe drastically different ways. And our soul frequencies may look the same on the outside, but are just enough, just different enough or wildly different enough to create this beautiful orchestra of what we call the world. Okay, I'm back on the road now. So if you want to come to the Soul Sweet Masterclass, the link's in the bio. Second question. How can I repel people who can't afford me without being an asshole? This was hilarious, and I reworded the question a little bit. Um, it It was like a longer question. She talked about something along the lines of like, people that just suck your energy and can't afford you and I love this question because when you start charging first of all when you start charging for your work like publicly there's a shift and then when you start charging more for your work or high ticket for your work and I don't know what this person is charging but it sounds like she's not she's not cheap and that's why I love the question because you find that when you start charging more, you have a higher standard of where your energy goes. Um, And then you you start to create really cool boundaries and you start to learn a lot of really cool things about content and how you're speaking to your ideal clients. So for this woman, I'm going to assume that if she's asking this question, she's getting a lot of people coming forward that, you know, maybe she's selling to, but maybe they can't afford her. Um, And she doesn't like, she doesn't feel good about it, right? She doesn't wanna be an asshole about it. If, if you're getting a lot of people who are coming forward and they can't afford you and well, that, that's it. If you're getting a lot of people who are coming forward and they're saying they can't afford you, I'm going to guess that there gets to be a shift in your marketing and your content language when you're speaking to your ideal clients. And I'm going to tell you what that shift is. We're going to cover this more in the masterclass, but sometimes when we learn how to market, we learn how to talk to like, like get from A to B, right? I can help you get from A to B, whatever that thing is. And A is the place they don't want to be. B is the place they want to be. As much as I am for getting really clear on what my ideal client's point A is, I think that when you start getting people who can't afford you and are sort of sucking your energy and just really feeling depleting, it's because you're your language is not quite empowering enough. You're not speaking to the readiness of your ideal clients enough. You may not be speaking to you may not be speaking to their commitment enough. You might be speaking too much to their pain points and not enough to their potential. And something that I've learned being a high ticket coach now for three years, uh, four years since the beginning, really, I started it on um, three thousand and I've gone up to twelve. And then obviously I have all, all things in between that, but something I learned is that through trial and error, pain points are a really controversial topic. I like them. Um, I like talking about pain points and I like the perspective that I take on them, which I'm not going to get into right now, but some people don't use them, which is fine. But I like, I like them because hum- being a human is a very emotional experience. 
and you can start to talk to the pain point too much. So if you're, if you're talking about, if you help, if you're like a confidence coach, um, you can maybe, like maybe you're talking too much about how these people are not feeling confident or these people are not taking certain actions or these people are not doing the thing where when you wanna talk about is how they're ready to be confident, how they feel like they're ready to take action. Like you, you get to speak to their readiness and then you're gonna start to repel the people who can't afford you and magnetize the people who can. Because when I'm watching a video and somebody's like, I'm, if somebody's talking to my readiness and I feel that I'm ready, I'm gonna be a fuck yes. And that's how I get clients, excuse the vehicles, the vehicles, excuse the cars. That's how I get clients that are excited to pay me thousands of dollars. Because first of all, I am energetically there and energetically committed and I, I know how to speak and I've been speaking to their readiness. So this leads me into a part two answer to this question of how do I repel people who can't afford me without sounding like an asshole? Part two of a three-part answer is that you get to check your energy around those people that are investing. So maybe you're, you're going into their assuming, like maybe there's some underlying stuff around your pricing, you're assuming people aren't gonna be able to pay, like you're really wanting to be a high ticket coach, but you're, you're having trouble like in the belief, believing that people have that, or you're getting into their wallets too much when you're talking to them, like there could be a real sales fear underneath, and because I don't know this woman and I don't know her situation, I can't speak directly to that, but a lot of times I see if we feel like we're marketing correctly, um, there's sort of a sales ick underneath there that people actually can't afford it, that can't afford us and that's something that we can work through um, pretty easily. So an exercise that I like is, let's say you charge 3000. Well, what do people pay $3,000 for that is not life-changing? <laughs> My boyfriend owns an interior painting company and as life-changing as a freshly painted living room can feel it's not three months of coaching and people will gladly pay one to three K or more. He just did a $12,000 quote to paint for a painted house. What else do people pay three K for? They pay three K for purses. They pay three K for a long weekend. They pay three K. There's so many other things that people pay crazy amounts for. I'm turning around and just start to see that people are paying for shit all of the time. That's just one little practice I like. So that's my answer, part two to that. The third and final answer to that one, I wrote it down here so I don't forget. Oh, without being an asshole. So like one of two things could be happening here to where you feel like you don't wanna be an asshole, but maybe, maybe you're just fiery. Hi, George. Any questions about content or sales, um, put them in here. I know you're going to be at the masterclass. Well, afterwards. I know you can't make it, but that's exciting. Um, right now I'm talking about how do I repel people who can't afford me without sounding like an asshole. And I answered two other parts to this answer, and I'm on the third. Maybe you're fiery and you get to become okay with people's judgments of you. 
because quite frankly, people are going to judge us either way. You could try to be the nicest person on the planet and somebody's going to call you a pushover or somebody's, somebody's going to call you an asshole or somebody's going to call you unintegrated or somebody's going to say something mean about you. Like, sometimes we're scared to be taken as an asshole because we want to step into our fire. And just because you step into your fire doesn't mean that you're going to become an asshole. It doesn't mean that at all. You just get to be okay and feeling safe in your self-expression. Like that first question I answered of how can I be unique? Like maybe it's just time you own your fire and you're like, listen, I don't talk to people who can't afford me. Um, And you can say that in a really beautiful way. And I think it's really important to consider that even if not everybody can afford you, sometimes that's okay and your community gets to build with a bunch of people like the majority of people in your community not the majority but a good amount of people in your community aren't going to be able to afford you so be okay with that because you're building relationships with those people they're still giving you their valuable time they're still sharing your stuff they're still asking you questions giving you feedback um so that's the one thing is maybe it's just time to own your fieriness now If you're really nervous about it and you think that you're being an asshole, which is not really the, the vibe I'm getting from this question, but if you feel like you're being an asshole and people are getting butthurt about it, then you get to send them off powerfully. And this is something, yeah, can't please everyone, so make sure you're happy at the end of the day. Yeah, and and, you know, we get to check our intentions and stuff, and that's a big part of my work as a high value leader and as a high ticket coach is that radical responsibility of my intentions and myself. Oh, so if somebody comes to you and they can't afford you, the way that you get, it's called the empowered no is the way that I learned it. So you get to leave them with an empowered no. You get to hold your prices, you get to hold your standard. If they're like, I'm sorry, I can't do it. You get to send them off in a really empowered direction because you know what they want you can send them you can be like awesome go read this book and implement it it's going to change your life awesome head over to this coach she does smaller readings I think you'd be great with her so you're empowering them in their no because what we don't want to do if somebody can't afford us as any coach but a lot of times the high ticket coaches come with these questions what we don't want to do is make them feel like dirt because they feel like they can't afford us No, no, we can make them feel empowered in the no. Um, And so that's a really good way to go about it if you're actually having conversations with people often who can't afford it, is you get to empower that no. You get to send them off in a direction and they will either come back to you happy or they're gonna continue to stay in your community because they didn't feel like, um, they didn't feel like, oh, well, you can't pay for me, so I'm just going to drop you. Um, It's a really beautiful opportunity and a beautiful relationship that we get to make with our community. And I've had clients come back later and pay in full. So um, just keep that in mind. But I'm going to say that your biggest problem, if you're having people constantly who can't afford you, is your messaging and your languaging around your ideal client. You're focusing too much on their pain and not enough on their possibility and their readiness. You speak to the women and men and people that are ready. You speak to the people that are committed. You speak to their commitment 
You speak to their desire to commit. You speak to their desire to act. You speak to their desire to invest in themselves with time, energy, and money. You speak to those desires. And I promise you, people who feel like vampires will fall off. If they are not respecting your boundaries and they're feeling like vampires, then you get to look at your boundaries around your, your inbox and your comments. This question can go so deep. So that's my three-part question to answer that. And then the last question I have is how can I be confident on camera? And this is a short little three-part answer. Okay, how can I be confident on camera? I get this often because people always see me. I do all these videos. I've been doing them for years. I say things that people like, I get this question often. And I've helped a lot of women learn to have tools of confidence on camera. And I love, it's one of the things that I love the most. Like sharing our heart on camera, utilizing strategy while we add in our soul on camera, selling on camera, just being ourselves, being seen, and really eliminating that fear of visibility, which is what it is, right? We want to be seen, but we're scared to be seen. So like we desire to go on a live and talk about our ideas because we enjoy our ideas and we think we have value for the world. But then we think about going on a live and we, we're scared that we're going to be judged. So it's this weird, we want to be visible, but we're scared of it thing going on. And first and foremost, it's practice. Like just get on, get on, take a baby step, depending on what you've done. If you've never showed up on Instagram stories before, show up there and just remember it, they delete in 24 hours. Um, if you've done Instagram stories and you want to take it a level up, go do reels. If you, if you're talking about live video and you're feeling ready to do live video and you're feeling like you have a message you want to get out there. Literally, you get to practice. And my three biggest keys for embodying confidence on live videos is to allow yourself to slow down your speech. Um, like if you want to take a, a couple seconds to gather your thoughts because your thought got lost, the world is not ending. It might feel like two minutes for you, but it's like seven seconds on camera. And so take your time when you speak. When you speak, if you can slow down your speech a little bit, a lot of times this can really drop you into a space of confidence. Um, that's like a really fundamental speaking trick. Something that I like is standing. So body, body posture, standing on camera. Uh, if you're not confident, I sit and do lives all the time, but this is not an issue for me anymore. I know how to work through when I feel fear legit like just get on there and practice I got on camera because I was so I was so sure and I felt so much purpose around my message when I started getting on camera which was through a um, healing through an autoimmune diagnosis I had my second spiritual awakening and all of that the re what got me through that fear to get on camera and I was petrified even though it sounded a lot of fun was leaning into how important it was for me to share my message. And like, what would it be like if I didn't share it? How would I feel if I didn't ever share it? How would I feel if I, I gave myself the excuse that I was just scared of the camera? Like, my message was too big for me to not move that through that fear. And so really 
get in and feel into the message that you have in your heart. This is another thing we're going to cover in the Soul Speak Masterclass tomorrow. Record mock videos and post them as unlisted on YouTube. That's a great idea. If you want critique, send the link to someone. If not, they're hidden. I've done this previously and it helps so much. Yeah. Speaking of, I think you can... I think you can record private lives on Facebook. You might be able to do that on Facebook too. Um, when I started and one of my clients started doing this, um, she's actually moving on to reels now, but when I started, I recorded my videos on my phone and edited the fuck out of them <laughs> until I liked it. It took a really long time and I would really invite people to just not waste their time doing that and just jump in and dive in the cold water on live videos or Instagram stories, but that's what worked. And, and here I am four years later, still are better than ever. So it, if the excuse for you is not being confident on camera, dive into how important the message on your heart is and how much value you have to give the world. And you'll find the energy to do it. You'll get in front of the fear and allow the fear to get behind you. And you're going to allow your desire to pull you and, and make that fear actually fear of not sharing the message. Um, this is also a little three-part answer. So the second part to how can I be confident on camera is find where you're confident in other places. I had, I was on a Facebook Live like three years ago now, I think, maybe two and a half. Um, and this girl was asking me this question and she's like, I feel like I'm not confident on camera. How do I get more confident on camera? And she had already done a couple of lives. And I was presenting to her the evidence that like she gets to notice that she was confident enough to try. She was confident enough to try. And so where else are you confident? What thoughts do you have that you're confident in? What world philosophies do you have that you're confident in? What results can you create that you're confident in? Where else in your life are you confident? You can pull that into showing up on camera and just know that it's just a practice and it's just a habit and you will get better and better and better if you allow yourself to practice. I still rewatch my shit and make self notes for myself and self critique. I've been doing that since the beginning and I would suggest it. Um, I know we're really scared to hear ourselves and watch ourselves. Um, and if you're totally like petrified, then don't, but it's something that worked for me. So I invite you to just get really clear on where else you're confident and use that confidence to pull you toward the camera. And if, you know, remember that everything, like if you go on Facebook live right now after this video and you move through the fear and you go on live and you get off and you decide that you hate it, you can delete it. And it was still practice. Right, so it's just uh, once you get through that initial weirdness, then you're going to drop into a really beautiful state of flow. And this is something that I'll be doing in the Soul Speak Challenge, which I it's not announced yet, but I'm going to be doing a live video challenge. And I I've hosted live video challenges before, and the one thing you get to remember about live videos, which brings me to my third and final point and answer on this question, is that everybody is nervous starting a video. Like go listen to the, the mentors, go listen to like the greats. 
great speakers and stuff. Brene Brown's a great example. People are always telling you, like, they're always nervous before they get on stage. I'm nervous every time I hit go live, and I get nothing but compliments on my live videos. It's just we, we learn how to move through that fear. And so if you know what to expect, you're not going to be blown away. So what you can expect going on live video or making a video at all, even if it's stories or whatever, you're going to start recording. It's going to feel weird. It's only going to feel weird for like a minute. Then you're going to drop into a flow state and you're going to speak what's on your mind. And then when it comes time to end, it might feel kind of weird again. And then you're going to end and it might feel like a little awkward of an ending. And then it's done. But the flow feels so good and you actually got the message out there that you want to try again the next time. And you kind of leave feeling a little bit like high on life. Um, so that would be my suggestion for that. I'm going to go. I am late to making dinner. So um, if you want to come to the Soul Speak Masterclass tomorrow, it's happening at 3 p.m. The link to register is in my bio. It's free. You just have to um, fill out registration. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye.